Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes. I'm so glad you're with us today. And today we are going to continue our series of interviews with authors who have learned how to use the powers of their minds and have written books to teach us how to do some of what they've done. As you know, the powers of our minds have actually been something that was in the public knowledge ever since the time of Jesus and probably before. But Jesus made a point of it. When he healed someone in the Gospels, he often, we, we, we see him asking first whether the person being healed believes that Jesus can do the healing. And then when he gets an affirmative response, he touches the sufferer and says the healing has happened, and it has happened. And he often then says something like, your own belief has healed you. Read the Gospels. You'll see him doing this over mm. and over. What he is doing really is demonstrating over and over again the fact that your mind is capable of doing what his mind is doing. He tells us that flat out. You know that. I mean, we've talked about the Gospels a lot. So we also know the reason that we're here on Earth is so we can learn to raise our personal consciousness vibrations away from, away from fear and toward ever, ever more perfect love. We know that the higher we're vibrating, the more powerful our minds are at affecting the reality that we think we see around us and we also know that probably the easiest way to raise our vibrations is to use the teachings of Jesus. We're the people who take him literally. The Christians don't take him literally at all. But we do, and it works well. But there are other methods that work well, too. So our guest today is Brandon Beecham. He describes himself as a podcaster, entrepreneur, author, philosopher, and truth seeker. And in May of 2015, he launched the Positive Head podcast. By the way, we'll put all of this in the notes so you don't have to drive off the road. His aim in launching his podcast was to help his listeners maintain an elevated consciousness vibration and incorporate good mental habits in their daily lives. Then in July of 2019, Brandon began to steward what he calls the Mystic Manor, where he hosted pre-COVID weekly retreats, and he also began to film Positive Head's evolution on what he refers to as a consciousness-elevating variety show called Optimistic, there's a Y in there, recorded before a live audience. In an effort to continue to help others shift their perspectives and begin to understand, understand, Brandon does this a lot with words, and when I read his book, I, I was I, it was like, ha, huh, repeatedly, but I started to love it, because when he does it, you start seeing things in new ways, and understand is ultimately what you're trying to do. You're trying to understand from the heart what the truth is, and he's trying to help you under, understand what he calls the ultimate nature of reality and create more of what he want, we want to see in the world as opposed to what's around us that our mind is just at random creating. In January of 2021, he released his first book. It's called The Golden Key, Modern Alchemy to Unlock Infinite Abundance. And in it, he shares what he says are the eight keys to abundance. Now he's making a gift to the world of his eight keys via audio and ebook for free to help others unlock their own divine potential. Brandon, welcome. I'm so happy you're with us today. 
Oh, thank you for that wonderful intro, Roberta. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> We're going to have some fun with this because I love your book. I love your book. And I don't usually say that, actually. I say, wow, this is a great book, but I really love it. And I have to admit, I had a little trepidation when we chose you to be our guest. I worried that maybe you didn't really get it and you might just be spouting some new age fluff. So I read mm. every word of your book and what and what you've learned and what you now teach is exactly what I have independently learned in the course of my 50 years of research and what I also teach. It's the same truth. Truth is truth. We came at this yes. gigantic topic from two different directions. My very, very dear listeners and friends, if you needed further confirmation that the truth we have been seeking is the reality that we are finding now all over the world, what better proof could there be than that? I'm mm. delighted. I'm so happy that you're here. And, and I'm going to ask you to explain your eight keys because they're not new, I think, to people who have been with us for a while listening to Seek Reality. But I, I think the way you express them maybe will help people to better understand what it is. But first, everyone wants to know who, who you are because this is mm -hmm. your first time with us. So yeah. please briefly give us your story. What what, what an interesting life journey and Wow, where you've come to is amazing. Oh, thank you for all of that. Yeah, I, you know, I, I love what you said. It's um, sort of coming at the same, we're all sort of, uh, or a lot of us who end up attracting each other into our lives like we're doing in this moment. It's, it's you know, that which is likened to itself is drawn. So we are, uh, you know, talking about the same stuff, pointing the, to the same things, but in our own unique way with our own unique vibrational signature. So, you know, there may be someone who hears the intonation of your voice and your enthusiastic delivery and, <laughs> you know, everything about your being, and it resonates in a, in a different way. Uh, in, in some cases, maybe it's, it's, it's more of a vibrational fit, uh, a key in the lock, so to speak, for someone listening than my particular way or vice versa. Right. So we're all we all carry uh, these these keys. And, and, and I think it's more than uh, more than the words that are being said even is I think that's a small percentage. It's the vibration that's encoded by the the conduit uh, that uh, is really. Uh, felt on a, a level that, you know, we, we really aren't even aware of. And so that's what's so fun about this is just saying, oh, okay, who needs my particular brand <laughs> yes. of medicine? And who needs Roberta's? And, and on and on it goes. And so it is, um, it's just fun to, to, you know, put it out there and, and let those that are meant to find it, find it. Yes, and exactly. Um, it's amazing how often I hear from people who say that they really don't listen to podcasts, but when they found mine, now they listen every week because of my yeah. voice. Now, I don't, I mean, I just talk with my voice. It always surprises <laughs> me to see that. But you have a wonderful voice, too. I mean, I would love to listen to you all the time. That's great. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah, it, it, it's it's exactly it. It's like it it has its own signature. It has its own, um, you know, vibration. And and I brought onto my podcast Positive Head. I've been doing for you know six years. I, actually, I just passed the six year mark. And I a couple years ago, I brought in my dear friend Dr. Erica Middlemiss to take over Tuesday and Thursdays. I do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. She does Tuesday and Thursday. And part of the reason was. She has such a soothing voice and yes. it is like so different than my you and I are similar in our excitability, <laughs> I think. And she 
has yeah. this oh it's this zen soothing like you just feel warm and fuzzy the whole time you hear her. so it's 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 very interesting uh to look at all all these you know different ways that source works through uh various vessels to to bring you know a, a similar message and uh, as far as my own journey on that path it's you know it started you said 50 years ago wow you you got me doubled i'm, I'm about 25 years of deep exploration. <laughs> I'm a um, lot older than you are, my dear. That, that's you must have me beat by a minute. <laughs> I started um, at age of two. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so 25 years of deep exploration for me. I started, you know, I was raised, uh, you, you mentioned, um, you know, Jesus. And I loved what you said at the beginning about, um, you know, this idea that that we are the ones, you know, uh, I, I think all healing it comes back to you healing yourself and the yes. person who is facilitating the healing is suspending disbelief enough for you to get into a state where you can actually, you know, heal yourself. So I, I love I never heard anyone quite break it down like you did about about Jesus and the way he said it. And I think that's that's amazing and and, and very accurate and, and in alignment with what I, I believe. So I was raised very conservative Christian and and it was not, you know, coming at things from it was it was from that perspective more of you know, God is this, you know, the, the man on the throne, uh, the father who, you know, has some very serious requirements that are enti- maybe tricky to interpret. But if you get him wrong, uh, he's going to torture you for eternity. Yes. But he loves you. But yeah. he loves you. And it's like, <laughs> OK, hmm, hmm. Right. that's so what love is. huh? I had the and, same experience. <laughs> and so. You know, I I ended up in my early 20s meeting um, a woman who had some intuitive or psychic ability, and I was fascinated by what I saw. And so I, it instantly opened me up to, you know, things beyond what I had been exposed to. I, I was raised in this very conservative uh, Church of Christ at Scalden, and then went to a Church of Christ college. Um, I ended up um, getting kicked out because I was a little too wild, <laughs> a.k.a. normal. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then I met this, you know, I was, soon thereafter, I met this woman and, and I was fascinated by the things she demonstrated with her intuition. And so it got me to uh, start exploring books outside of, you know, the things that I had been taught. And that's really when it cracked open for me. I started I can only assume, Roberta, because it's my dharmic path to do the work that I now do, that it was like just like such a giant light bulb going off within me as I read some of these ideas in concepts, uh, you know, back in those early days, uh, like are laid out in conversations with God, or I think the yes. Celestine prophecy might even have been one of the first books that I read, which is fiction, but based off of some real concepts. And, um, and so I was just like, Oh my gosh, of course, this is how reality is structured. Of course, I'm one with the source consciousness that creates yes. and animates all things. And there's only one of us in the room. And, uh, how does everyone not see it makes so much sense, yes. you know? And yep. so I would just start spouting and talking about this to anyone who would listen. And this was mid to mid mid nineties, I guess. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, people would look at me and say, wow, that's interesting or you're crazy. And either way, go back about their <laughs> daily life. And this is before, you know, oh, how yes. connected we are all are on social media. And uh, so I, you know, I, I, I could read about authors that had written this stuff, but I had no way of connecting with them. So it was, you know, it was a, it was a lone journey for a long time. And I just started, um, you know, it's one thing to start learning all of this information theoretically, you know, and it's another thing to apply it to your life, as you know. And, you know, as uh, 
as Mike Tyson says, everyone's got a plan till you get punched in the face. And so, you know, you, you, okay, this is how I behave in this situation. And then grown. And so it was a lot of years of just, you know, sharpening my ax and getting better at um, managing my own vibration. And then of course the podcast was all about that. How do I teach best what I most need to learn? I know I'm going to benefit if I'm the only one who listens to it. So, you know, let's, let's, let's do this. And that's how I really got going. The podcast, you know, was met, uh, with, you know, a lot of, um, accolades from people and, you know, consistently in the top five in spirituality, uh, for many years on, on iTunes, Apple podcasts, and, you know, the rest is just kind of continued from there. Well, um, where you've come to is quite a beautiful place. So obviously you have listened and studied and really listened to spirit very closely because I kept expecting to find where you fell short and I didn't see it in the entire book, which to me was, it's a first for me. And I have to say, I'm very, very glad to meet you because I'm so glad other people are teaching the truth as as I understand the truth. It's a lovely confirmation for me, for me right, as well. Mm, but yeah. let's go through those keys because I, I'd like you to talk about them you know, it, uh, because we have, you know, another min- several many minutes enough to talk about them briefly, and I'll try to pace us through that. I've made a lot of notes, but my notes are not nearly as good as what you can tell us. So the first key is see the oneness. Mm. Yeah. See the oneness. So, you know, it was fun with this book. As as you know, if you read, there was a lot of synchronicity around it. Yes. Yeah. It came to me in a dream that the concept for the book and the unique way that I'm distributing it. And then I started to just lay out what would the keys be, you know, based off of my 25 years of exploration uh, of the ultimate nature of reality. And I landed on eight keys. And, you know, the, the was subtitle that a major was, number for you before or it wasn't it, it wasn't, you know, oh, okay. the, the golden key, the golden key is the title and modern alchemy to unlock infinite abundance is the subtitle. Uh-huh. And so um, so, you know, I, I landed on eight. And then as I was talking to my brother about it uh, and, you know, when I was, you know, pretty, pretty well into the writing process and knew I had landed on eight, just, you know, ha- ha- happened to land on that many. He, he happens to live in a building in Irvine, California, where there's a lot of Chinese population. And he said, oh, wow, you landed on eight keys. That's interesting because in the building I live in, all the Chinese folks want to live in, on the eighth floor because that is the symbol. Uh, eight is considered, you know, a symbol for abundance. Uh, it's, it sounds oh, wow. phonetically similar. It sounds that. phonetically similar. To, yeah, it sounds phonetically similar to the um, the uh, word for uh, abundance or wealth. Uh, I remember you that. Know. Yeah, you said that in your book. Oh, yeah, isn't yeah. that neat? It was <laughs> cool. It was a cool little wink, you know. Um, yeah. So, so the first key, see the oneness. I I really wanted to start off, Roberta, with. Um, approaching it and touching things from a a little bit of a a scientific perspective, because, you know, a lot of the concepts in the book, uh, you know, I imagined a lot of people finding their way to this book that uh, are not familiar with uh, some of these concepts. And if you're new to it, it can be a lot. Right. And Uh so so see the oneness in, in, you know, I, I always say, you know, I'm one with the source consciousness that creates and animates all things. You and I are one. The separation between us is an elaborate illusion. And there's only one of us in the room. Everywhere I go, I'm there waiting for myself. And so, okay, how do you sort of justify this? You know, uh, how do you start down that path and support support that? And one of the ways that I support that is looking at, you know, we've all heard this the saying as above, so below. And, you know, 
if you look at who and what we are from a physical perspective, you can see the oneness. You can see, you know, the, the truth of this situation in regards to the atoms that make up my physical vessel. Those atoms were born in the heart of a star. And, you know, think of it, it's really fascinating to think that there was a star that was once born and had its childhood and its young, you know, young star life and its, you know, uh, middle age and then old age. And then it it had a, a, a violent explosion of a death, which seems uh, seems about right for a, a star. Right. And it, its guts were strewn outwards into the cosmos and eventually reformed into another planet. And out of that planet arose this physical vessel that's speaking to you in this moment. So we are literally uh, one with the cosmos. We know this, you know, this is supported. We know that, you know, the, the, the particles that make up this, these atoms are actually, when we zoom in, they're 99.99999% space. What we yes. call solid isn't solid at all. It's, Not at it's, all. That's vibrations right. of energy. Yeah. So that's, that's exactly right. one of the things. I should tell people, too, when, when you talk about synchronicities, I just want to make sure we get in the fact that everyone has a spirit guide, and your primary spirit guide will often speak to you in synchronicities. It's Brandon, it's obvious yours is on overdrive, which is great. I think it's wonderful, but you have, you've had more synchronicities than anybody else I have ever heard of, so it's just, it's just very nice to hear about them all, and a lot of them are in the book. I recommend that if you read the book, everyone watch for them, because they're all over. It's wonderful. It really is. Synchronicity, I believe, are is is a wink from you know the universe that you yeah. are on, on the right path that you are in your yeah, highest absolutely. timeline and yeah. uh, you know I, it's funny because having done you know many years of podcasting and interviewing and bringing on people who are talking to multi-dimensional beings and having experiences out of body and you know all these wild uh, spiritual yes. experiences i'm not having a lot of that stuff what's happened with me is a, a lot of grounded signs and synchronicities yes. so much so that i have a, a friend who used to every time i would walk in the room he'd be like mr synchronicity you know because yes. <laughs> yes. i get so many and you know um i mean even in the last day there's i have a really wild synchronicity with my birthday, it keeps, uh, it keeps uh, popping up and just, you know, people who have my birthday in dramatic ways. And just two days ago, I found out a new person living in my house. Hey, you know, my podcast randomly showed up on their player to, to, and he listened to it for the first time and I happened to mention it. And then, so he came running up, Hey, I heard you say your birthday and you have a weird synchronicity around it. That's my birthday too. And I'm like, Oh, oh yeah. here we go. That's, here come, here great. come the lessons. You yes. Know? Yes. And, um, One of the things you talk about in, in see the oneness, um, is the, the caterpillar, which is consuming mm -hmm. and which is, you know, basically sort of destroying things and then becomes reformed altogether inside that chrysalis and becomes the butterfly. Yeah. And which which it I thought that the way you looked at that transformation, which is the transformation, frankly, everyone that we're all trying to make, mm -hmm. we're all trying to grow beyond who we were and become that glorious butterfly who blesses all of reality and who is always happy, always beautiful. That's where we're all heading. But I thought talk a little bit about why you chose that. That that I thought it was great. Yeah, you know, I I, I call titled it the butterfly effect, and I think 
I like to say that humanity is metaphorically moving into its butterfly stage as we come back into a state of unity, as we re-member, as we come back together and and awaken and remember to who and what we are. I love it. Yes. And and so I also like to say, you know, we're we're currently uh, coming out of the COVID chrysalis. And so, you know, what is the journey of, of the butterfly? And some some of you may have heard of this and some not. It's, it's fascinating and, and so um, aligns with our own journey, I believe, as humans. So the caterpillar starts out as this little critter who just consumes and destroys everything in its its path. It's very, um, you know, it's consumption based. It, it, it doesn't care much about my mom's geraniums. According to her, when I started telling her this story, she was like, oh, I know my geraniums, you know. And and so it was perfect. You know, she was the perfect uh, person to start to get feedback from. So then at some point in, in the caterpillar's journey, um, it it um, all of a sudden knew cells called imaginelle cells pop up within the caterpillar. Now, at first, the caterpillar cells see this as an invader and say, what is this cell? It's foreign. It doesn't belong here. Stamp it out. Kill it. And it does. Well, then another one pops up and then another one. And then many start popping up and they start working together. And at some point, the bat- the internal battle between the caterpillar cells and the imaginelle cells turns the tide and the, and the imaginelle cells take over. At this point, that's when the caterpillar goes into the chrysalis. It uh, all the all the consuming and destroying that the caterpillar had done up to that point, that the caterpillar cells actually melt down into a goo that the imaginelle cells, which carry the template of the butterfly, uh, actually um, the, the, the imaginelle cells feed on the goo from the from all the pain and destruction. That's the fuel. That gives the imaginal cells what it needs to become the butterfly. And so, you know, just when the caterpillar thinks its world's over, it becomes a butterfly. And so that's the journey that we're in. And that's so why I say, look, I think we're coming out of the COVID chrysalis. We're at a, a, a key stage in our own evolution as a species. And yes, it can be very messy. It can be very messy when you start looking at it from yeah. the caterpillars. You know, at, at any given point, you can look at it and say, oh, my gosh, what is this? It melted into a goo. What a, what a disaster. But that's a necessary part of the journey. And so I think it's a perfect metaphor for humanity's yes. uh, evolution. Absolutely right. And just a tip, everyone, if you come upon a caterpillar that is in its chrysalis, it looks like it's suffering and struggling and your impulse is to help, but you can't help. Don't touch it. Don't attempt to help it get out because it needs, in order for its wings to develop, it needs that struggle. If you try to help it, it will never be able to fly. And I think that's also important. We have to respect other people's even though we are all one being, essentially, we have to respect everyone's journey and help them as we can, but without taking mm. away the struggle, which is essential to their life on Earth. I'm sorry. I thought I, that occurred to yeah, me. That is was- a great point. Great point. I have a really, really fascinating story around that, um, if you'd care for me to share. Sure, that. sure. Yeah. So it just happened, speaking of signs and synchronicity. So the the, the other day, um, well, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell two parts to it. So the first I had someone on my show years ago and he was talking about how when he, he sees someone, he, a lot of times he'll see their higher self and he can communicate with their higher self. And he was, saw this man experiencing homelessness in San Francisco and he sent him love, 
right? Uh, and as he was walking by him, and all of a sudden his higher self appeared to him and said, do I look like I want that from you? And it was a really important moment for him because he realized like, oh, who, hold on, this this soul knows what it's doing. It has its own agenda. And so fast forward to a couple of weeks ago, me and my partner are, are going out for some lunch and we're, you know, I live in Venice, California in LA area, and there's a lot of homelessness here. And um, it's a very eclectic place. You'll have like these $10 million homes with homeless people experiencing homelessness right across the street. And it's, it's a wild oh, wow. mix. And so yes. I, we're going, we're going to get something to eat. And we, we drive by a, a man who's walking like a zombie. I mean, it was full. It was so dramatic. It was like, you know, just frightening looking. And, and I caught myself slipping into that. Oh my goodness. Look at him. Wow. What it must be like to be in that state. Like, Oh wow. What's his story? You know, not judging in a negative way, but kind of like feeling sorry and like, oh, what a hot mess, you know? And and so then we 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 talked about it for, you know, a minute or whatever. And then we parked and we went to go get sat on. They sat us outside because of covid on the on the sidewalk. And about 10 minutes later, this guy we had passed, the zombie guy catches up with us and he gets right next to our table, five feet from me. I look over and he's standing there looking right at me. And his face is clear as a bell. And he looks at me, goes, how you doing? And I was like, <laughs> oh, just taken aback. Like, uh, I'm doing fine. How are you? He goes, oh, I'm yeah. doing. And, and he's like, oh, I'm doing fine. I'm doing just fine. And he winked at me and kept going. And it was like, whoa, was that like an angel in disguise? Because yeah. his face was so clear. His energy was so clear compared to, you know, the the appearance. And it was a yeah. great exclamation point for me. Brandon, you know, this soul is right on its path. It knows exactly what it's doing. Yes. Like us to judge it is, is not understanding. Yes. That's exactly right. Yes. Yeah. That's a, that's, he's struggling with a chrysalis, but he's going to fly. I love that. Yep. That's great. That's great. Well, I think we're only going to be able to do four keys, but that's great. That means we can bring you back. So I hope that will fit your schedule. Um, but let's let's continue then um, with um, with unless you have something else that you want to say about the second key. Um, I can go wherever you'd like. Okay, the second key is know the illusion. Um, I didn't have it. I, to me, it's so obvious that everything around us is an illusion that I, I didn't have as much to say about that. Maybe you should just speak briefly about it. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, it's it, it once again, there's some scientific stuff in here that really touches on, you know, the idea that, you know, we know that if you shoot me into outer space at light speed and bring me back a day later, I'm a I'm a day older and. You know, yes. you've been dead for a hundred years or something. You know, it's like it, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it's time is illusory. So totally. we know right. that nothing actually ever touches anything that the atoms, when you think you're touching anything, it's really just the repulsion of the atoms between your hand and the thing you think you're touching. Um, yes. You know, so it's really it's really fascinating once you start um considering like you know this idea that oh we're we we're possibly in a simulation and all the evidence that points to that i kind of go into uh you know the, the simulation argument uh put forward by nick bostrom um who uh, wrote a paper that got a lot of attention where he you know he talks about this and you know basically what what it came down to you know i won't go into all the details you can read it but you know basically um the chances the likelihood that we're living in a simulation is you know what what 
people who are looking at this closely, for example, well-known figures like Elon Musk or Neil deGrasse Tyson are talk, talk about this, uh, that it's a high likelihood. Uh, I, I mean, I think Elon Musk is quoted as saying it's a one in a billion chance that we're not you know, in a base that that we, you know, one in a billion chance that we would be in a base level reality as opposed to a simulation. And then I go into, well, why a simulation? You know, and it's the same reason you would um, same reason you would if you were going to be a fighter pilot, you would use a simulator before you get up in there in, in, in the plane and really risk your life. Well, perhaps this simulation is a training ground for our soul before we get into a bigger arena where the stakes are much higher as we learn our chops as, you know, chips off the block of uh, the creator, if you will. You know who else said it's an illusion? Einstein. Einstein said ah, yeah. reality right. is an illusion, and a very, but a very persistent one. And he was Here. he was right. But Einstein, for heaven's sake, that's what he said it 70, 80 years ago. This is yep. such an old fact. And they've, they've just found that less than half of what you think you see is actually coming through your eyes. Think about that. People, people have mind sight who have, have had sight and then they've lost it. They're, they're still seeing on some level. I mean, right. there is so much that science, because it is so stuck with materialism now, it's, it's, a, it's like it got the booby prize of life because 100 years ago uh, they made it the, the fundamental dogma of science and still the poor scientific souls have to continue to deal with it. But there's so much that is just very little actually of what you think your sensory organs are bringing in actually is coming through them. Your mind creates a whole lot of it together with the minds of a whole lot of other people. So, um, no, I, yes, absolutely. It's very important. And I thought, I thought that was an excellent chapter, but to me, it's also self-evident. Don't you think? Yeah, it, it really, you know, once you start really looking I think it is self-evident. The thing is, is a lot of people just have not pulled their heads up to really it. explore. Yeah, they're just, you know, kind of going about their day-to-day life and getting stuck in, you know, the the grind, if you will, and and not really exploring. Hold on, what what is the nature of the situation in which I find myself? And once you do, I think um, all evidence points to... Um, Something, you know, uh, who was it that said if, you know, if, if you if, if you're not shocked by quantum physics, you don't right. really know what's going on. Like, it, right? Yeah, right, right. Exactly. All right. Number three is focus your flow. And you got my attention right away by talking about Mario Andretti. I was a fan. And mm. um, he said when driving a race car, don't look at the wall because yep. you're going to hit it. And that's very profound. Talk about that. Yeah, they asked him, you know, what is the number one uh, piece of advice you'd give a, you know, a new race car driver? And, uh, it, you know, he said the number one piece of advice, a one, number one tip, don't look at the wall. Your car goes where your eyes go. And, yeah. you know, my, my father put it much more simply when I was a teenager heading out on my first long road trip when he said, keep it on the road, son. <laughs> you know, that's the simpler version. And so it's uh, it's really that, you know, just keep, you know, where attention goes, uh, energy goes where attention flows or energy goes where attention flows. Yeah. So if, if wherever you're whatever you're you're um you're buying whatever you pay attention to. So you're, you're asking for more of it. And I think that makes sense when you understand that you are 
you know, what does the cre- we're one with the creator. Well, what does the creator do? It creates. It creates with its energy. It creates with where its focus is. So, you know, it's really important to um, a lot of people get caught up, Roberta, in this trap of what they don't want. You know, they start yes. seeing all the, in, the, the injustice, yes. uh, all the bad in the world. And they're like, oh, my gosh, this is such an atrocity. Fight against it. Fight against it. But you what you resist persists and yes. you give energy to it. What you accept, you move through. So the the, the real dance here with this, and, and I believe the next great art form on our planet is the, the art of manifestation. And to really get good at that is like, okay, acknowledge what you don't want. That's necessary. That understanding what, what direction you don't want to go certainly helps to, to make a decision what direction you do want to go. But don't get fixated on, you know, if I'm going to go from, you know, where I'm at, California, down to Mexico, I'm not going to say, okay, well, if I want to make it, if I want to go down to Mexico, the way not to go is, uh, you know, up north to Oregon. So I better not go to Oregon. I mean, maybe I should talk about ways not to go to Oregon some more and focus (laughs) on Oregon. You know, it's like the Wright brothers did not uh, invent flight by contemplating the stain on the ground of things. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's really right. important to start to, to once you know what you know about what you don't want, cont- focus your your energy on the things you want to see more of. Mother Teresa really got this and, you know, it, it exemplified this when they asked her to march against. There's a big march against the war in Vietnam. And she said, I'll never they invited her to be a big part of it. And she said, I'll never do that, but have a march for peace and I'll be there because she understood yes. how crucial this is. Yes, yes, very, very important. So, so talk about how you're you're trying to help someone. You're, how should someone who has just first begun to think about focusing the flow? How how should someone begin to do that? Because it's easy to say, don't think about a wall, don't think about a, a trip, don't yeah. think about this or that. But then, of course, you're just going to think more about it. How yeah. do we go about doing it in a positive way? Mm. You know, make it make it a game. I, I like to make everything, you know, the, I often say the only thing I'm good at, Roberta, is making up good stories about myself. I, <laughs> I told the, I've told the story my whole life. I don't believe in getting sick. And Avracadabra translates to I create, I will create as I speak. You, you are literally spelling with your words. You're casting a spell. Your words are your wand. Yes. So, Much so with your energy, yes. much more than they realize. So, so how do I, how do I, um, you know, really get good at this. I, I start making it a game. I focus on, you know, I start telling, mm, okay, this is popping up. What story am I going to tell around it? And if I truly am the creator, you know, and I, something pops up and I say, oh, let me find a way to weave a story around this that is self-serving. You know, I've told the story my whole life. I don't believe in getting sick and I can't say I never been sick, but very, very rarely. And it's like, OK, well, we can look at the science. 30 percent of all healings are placebo, including surgery. So, you know, it's yes. that belief back to what Jesus said. If you believe yeah. you do it. And so starting to really make it a game to focus on and telling a story around, um, you know, that that serves you as opposed to, um, you know, constantly allowing um, the, the story that is at face value, maybe, quote unquote, bad. But really, you know, it, it, when you know it's all happening for you, not to you, 
in the end of the day, then it's all happening for love, right? At the source, at the, at the, at the, at the most base level. So if you can move into a state of trust, and that, of course, comes up with one of my future keys, trust and mystery, but, you know, start to trust what, what's coming up. Um, that really, really serves us as we, as we learn to navigate and, and focus where, you know, our attention on what we want to see more of. Well, I thought that was a great chapter, Focus Your Flow. And then I, I really think we're, we're just going to do one more this time. Um, normally, <laughs> normally we are making appointments with our wonderful guests. I just love doing this six, seven, eight months ahead. But the, we've had an opening in just a couple of months, and I'm going to ask you back for that. We'll talk about it afterwards. Love to do that. Okay, but number four is align your intentions. And this is another very important one. Talk about this. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, you know, um, once, you know, one of the things that I talk about in the book is, of course, once you understand that, you know, in how important intention is, right, it is, um, especially in the in the new world that we are, we are uh, emerging into out of the COVID chrysalis, I would say, you know, source has an agenda. So you could go back you know, a thousand years ago and its agenda was to experience, I believe what it does is it experiences separation for an extended period of time so that it can really have that contrast and then come back together again. When it's, it's, it's like, you know, the breathing in and out of God, you know, they think that the, the universe started as an infinitesimal speck of dense matter that exploded outwards separation. At some point, they believe one of the ways it could end is it collapsed back upon itself. There's a physical representation in and out, in and out. So we we choose to separate for some period of time, even as a as a as a culture, as a society. But then there comes a point in time when it makes sense to come back together. Uh, we've had enough of the contrast of separation. Let's now remember, come back together. And in, in these different stages of the evolution of mankind, I think intention now more than ever is 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 so so crucial so you know if you want to know the outcome of something that you're setting out to do what is the underlying intention of it, it that that'll give you that will give you a, a, a glimpse into where it will go what was your underlying intention for whatever you do now more than ever in this new world that is is emerging in the butterfly stage of our evolution and so you know so you have you have the the um, personal intention and then, of course, aligning your intention with the ultimate intention, which is, you know, what is what is sources agenda? You know, it is yes. there. there is a higher level of intention. And Dr. Wayne Dyer talks about this in his book, The Power in, of Intention. Um, and it's it, it's you're a part of a bigger uh, story arc and narrative. So aligning yourself with the highest intention. And I believe that highest intention is always going to involve service in some way. You know, Gandhi said it really well. He said, you know, if you want to find yourself, lose yourself in the service of others. Yes. Why does that, why does that, why does that hold true? Because there are no others. You're ultimately always doing it to yourself. So what is the intention that is the intention that you're setting to, build others up and to, um, service, serve others in some way. Um, then you know what, you're, you're on a great path. Um, and it, you know, that's going to align with the higher intention, the ultimate intention of source. And so I think, um, you know, understanding intention and, you know, these, these 
different levels of intention too, right? Uh, personal versus, you know, cosmic source, uh, source, as you become a sorcerer and you start, <laughs> you know, casting more spells, uh, you become a, a conduit and, you know, I, and, in in you know, offering yourself as a conduit, you know, make me an, of an instrument of thy peace as, uh, you know, St. Francis of Azizi said. So I, I think that is, you can't really lose with that approach, uh, to, uh, you know, your life and, and, and by aligning your intentions in that way. I think it's, imp- imp- it's impossible to overstate the fact that when you have intentions that are purely unselfish because you got high on helping other people and you, everybody can get high on helping other people. You just have to get used to the fact that it's, it's going to make you happy. But when you get there, there is no joy like being able to do things that actually help others. I get emails, I'm sure you do too, all the time from people who say, oh, I found your podcast and this or that wonderful thing happened or so on, or thank you, you have saved my life, whatever. And I think, now I know why I was born, to help that one person. And each time that happens, what a thrill it is. And I just want Mm. to emphasize to everybody listening, everybody can have that thrill. There is no thrill like knowing that someone you'll never, ever set eyes on is living a better life because you lived. There's no nothing better than that. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, you know, it's funny because I used to uh, always joke about how, um, you know, all I, everything I do in service in this life is because I want a really cool uh, afterlife party where all the characters yes! show up. All to- the characters show up, and I've always just had this vision. And the other day, I got a. I, you probably are familiar with notes from the universe by from Mike Dooley oh. and his, his note from the university randomly sends out, you know, writing as the universe in this cheeky fun way was all about that. He's like, did you know on the afterlife party that you'll have when you, who will get up there to, to say something about you will be everyone that you affected n- known and unknown and everyone that those people affected yeah, because of you. Like the and, party is and, a very big deal, and everybody gets one. But yeah. you know what I want? I want the parade. The parade mm. is <laughs> better than the party. I mean, yeah. this, seriously, one of the first um, uh, books that I read full of, oh, the, these people all died late 19th, early 20th century, a lot of communications from them. Some guy was saying, wow, you should just you should see what I just saw. This woman, we, you know, Jesus said, let your left hand not know what your right, right hand is doing. Some woman who died 120 years ago or something had made that her literal task for her whole life. She did one thing for somebody else that was that no one would know about. And if anybody discovered she had done it, she had to do something else that day. That was her own you know, she just said that. I back that she was probably rich wow. and she had little else to do. She did oh, that cool. for her entire life. And and he said when she got there, the parade they had for that woman was beyond anything he had ever seen or imagined. So I said, Okay, wow. that's what you know, I, you know, fifty years ago when I was first starting all this, I said, Okay, I want the parade. I want a cool parade. <laughs> yeah. I, I call it the good kind of selfish. 
<laughs> yes, but no, but it, but it's true that any you, even if nobody else knows what you did, believe me, spirit knows what you're doing. Spirit knows your heart more than you do. And if you are yeah. living a life of service and love to other people, even if you also do good things for yourself, you don't have to be a saint, and you don't have to be, a, you know, a, a, a religious who only wears sackcloth. All you have to do is have have love for others in your heart. You'd be amazed how much you'll succeed at life. And that is that, but Absolutely. isn't that a funny story? I just love that story. Wow. Yeah, well, we have so we're, we come, believe it or not, to the end of our time, and we still have four to go through, which I think is just wonderful. So, talk about this process by which people are going to get their this book for free if they would like to read it. Yep, I would love to. So, uh, speaking of synchronicity, you know, I dreamed. Uh, August 6th, 2020, actually, about the, okay, here's what your book should be about. Here's the unique way in in which you should distribute it. And, uh, you know, I went and, um, you know, what it was shown to me was, you know, make, gamify it, put, you know, challenge people to play, uh, uh, you know, it'll be all about manifesting abundance in all its many forms and and challenge people to play uh, an abundance manifestation game. And so I started thinking, okay, well, what would I call this? And I, I thought the golden key makes all the sense in the world. And so I searched to see if anyone had used that name and someone had written an essay almost a hundred years ago. Uh, I wasn't familiar with it, but Emmett Fox, he's sort of a a thought leader who bridged uh, Christianity with a lot of this new thought sort of stuff. And, um, and I was so, I got chills when I read the description on Amazon and it said, you know, very gamified. I, I don't believe me. Just try this and see for yourself how it works. And that's kind of the way I wanted to approach it. So that that was, you know, one fun thing. And then it just kept leading down a rabbit hole of synchronicity with the cover art, which you can read about in the book and 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 so on and so on. And so, um, you know, then the, the other piece was, is I really, you know, once again, back to the good kind of selfish. I see the best way that I can help others uh, to transition in this crucial time in our adolescence, you know, to, you know, teen, teenage society, uh, you know, how we can make it in this critical transition is for more people to understand this information. So I thought the easiest way for me to do that is, is to gift the book, allow people to get the audio or ebook as a gift. And then, uh, if they decide to play the, the game at the end of it, uh, which would entail them choosing any monetary contribution for the book that they want, uh, then I'll share that abundance with all the people who are playing. And so I really wanted to create something that's just fun and playful, and um, that's what I've done. So uh, if you go to goldenkey.gift, we have set up uh, Seek Reality, all one word, as uh, the code, and you can get the audio and or ebook uh, free. It's a hundred pages to read or three, just over three hours to listen to. And I narrate the, the audiobook. And I really wanted to distill down, you know, my 25 years of deep exploration into something concise because I, I tend to be very verbose. And, uh, I, I feel like we had accomplished that. Keeping me at only three hours was, uh, quite the feat. <laughs> <laughs> There's a problem, I'm sure. I, but, but what what he says in the book, everyone, is the same exact things we have been talking about every week. I can wholeheartedly endorse the book, and there's a lot more to come. In, in a couple of months, he'll be back with us, and he'll talk about the second half. And at that time, um, you know, it, meanwhile, if you have anything to say about it, just send me an email through the green contact block on robertagrimes.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts. So... Um, Anyway, this 
It has been so much fun to meet you, and I really feel that you're a kindred spirit to us, and I'm very, very, very glad you were here, Brandon. Thank you so much for coming. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me, and I look forward to coming back, and all of you out there for tuning in. Uh, I so appreciate you. Uh, you You are doing it, and I believe in you. (laughs) Thank you, dear. All right, this has been Secret Reality with Roberta Grimes, and I'm so glad you were with us today. But please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began, and you never will end. And when you really get what that means, it changes everything in your life for the better. Next week, our guest is going to be your host. A couple of months ago, someone emailed me and, and asked a question about exit points and I realized then that we really haven't talked much lately about the process of planning for our deaths how death happens we've talked about the afterlife of course and that sounds like a heck of a lot of fun but let's talk about the death process because frankly very frankly that the time of your death is going to be the happiest time of your entire life and I think it's important that you know that I want to get rid of your fear of dying altogether and replace it with the joy of knowing that that planned for moment and it's not far away I don't care what your age is is going to be the most exciting and wonderful time of your entire life if you wait until the planned time comes you can't take shortcuts but but death is beautiful and I'm going to talk about that next week and this week we've been talking with Brandon Beecham Brandon is a successful podcaster entrepreneur and all of the other wonderful things but as you can see above all he's a philosopher and a truth seeker he believes based on his independent study and research all the same things we have come to understand to be true which to me is wonderful validation his book is called the golden key modern alchemy to unlock infinite abundance and it's right on the money we've talked about the first half this time in a couple of months he'll be back and we'll talk about the rest i wholeheartedly endorse his and frankly, the price of his book is right anyway. So, so go ahead. The, the, uh, the information about how to get there will be in the notes to this program. Go ahead and try his book and see what you think. And I just want to mention here, too, that this exciting new view of reality, which more and more people are finding, reminds us, doesn't it, of our wonderful friend, Dr. R. Craig Hogan. He'll be our guest again in just a few weeks for the 30th time in eight years. And he always has a different topic. It's amazing. His next visit will be to introduce to us his new book, which is just out. It's called Reasons for What Happens to You in Your Life and Your Afterlife, Revealed by Speakers Living in the Afterlife. I've started to read his book, and it's terrific. So if you want to get get a head start, on his, I think he's coming up in two or three weeks. If you want to get a head start, you might try his book as well. He's the president of the Afterlife Research and Education Institute, AREI. And if you want to know what's new in the field of afterlife research and communications, just go to afterlifeinstitute.org, and you can get it from the source. I don't have time to talk about what my books are, but you know what they are anyway. And of course, you can always get Seek Reality on various platforms, and also there's a Seek Reality app for free in the iTunes App Store, which will automatically get it every week. We've un- Unfortunately, we've come to the end of our time. I was going to say something else, but we really have run out of time. So this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy, please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being, and you, most of all in the entire universe, you are infinitely loved. 
You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.